This is episode seven of Essential Oils by Design. Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Ros Isbell and Nani Chisire, and there's three things that we're both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, Nani. Hi, Roz. How are you today? Good. That's good. And before we go any further, I just want to quickly pop in and apologize to you for the quality of the audio of today's show. It's not quite up to our normal standard. So hopefully you can bear with us. There's some really great content and it's definitely worth listening to. On with the show. So today, Nani, we're going to be talking about the spleen, the spleen energy center. But there is a reason why we would choose to talk about the spleen energy center over and above any of the other energy centers so early in our podcasting careers. And that is because the spleen houses a lot of fear. And let's face it, these days we or way too many of us, are hamstrung by fear. And what we want to tell you about today is how these fears are actually really old fears. They are no longer relevant and we need to understand them so that we can move past them. So the spleen centre, and if you look at your human design chart... If you don't have one, go to mybodygraph.com and grab yours there. When you look at your human design chart, you will see over on the far left-hand side a triangle. It's the furthest out and it's quite a way down the bottom of the chart. If it's coloured in, and it's usually coloured in brown, that means that you have a defined spleen. If it's white, that means that it's undefined or open. Like all of those shapes are, the spleen is responsible for particular energies. And the energies of the spleen are those that revolve around survival. So it's our centre for immunity. It's where our immunity lives. It's the centre for timing and it's the centre for intuition. And like I said, um, being the centre for survival, it's also all about instinct. So, Nani, we can get stuck in the fears of the spleen, can't we? We sure can. And I have a lot of gates, which we're going to talk about the gates today. I have a lot of the gates in the spleen, so I think I have a lot of fears. (laughs) And I do. I can tell you stories for all of them. But the thing with these fears is that they're not really rational in this day and age, are they? No. But they th- they make us think they are. They're like animal instinct fears, but we think that we're going to die because we do something. They'll paralyze us. Like if I talk on this podcast and no one likes it, I will die. <laughs> but really, it's not going to happen. It's We just don't need to worry about some of the animal instinct fears anymore. 
That's right. That's right. So the spleen is actually the oldest energy center and in human design. And it, it's there to keep us safe. It's there to literally, as Nani was saying, it's literally there to stop us from dying. But the fact of the matter is, in 2018, there's very little that is going to kill us if we go ahead and do it. We just need to push through them. Yes, that's exactly what I learned. And I've, I have examples for myself, but like we're told not to just do it because we're not manifestors. But the one area where we just need to like break through that moment of fear is the fears of our spleen. Because once you get past that one second where you're afraid, all of a sudden it just dissipates. And you're like, why was I so worried about that? Yeah, that's exactly right. So Nani, how about we go through each of the gates? And what I mean by that is take a look at your human design chart, have a look at the spleen, and you will see that there's numbers inside the triangle. They start up in the top with the number 48 and they move around to the 57 and so on and so on. The first one is the gate 48. The gate 48 is the fear of inadequacy, the fear that you don't know enough. The next one is the gate 57. This is the gate of intuition. And the gate 57 has the fear of the future associated with it. The gate 44 has the fear of the past associated with it. The gate 50 is the fear of failing your responsibilities. The gate 32 is the fear of failing in business. The gate 28 is the fear that life has no meaning. And the gate 18 is the fear that it will never be perfect. So how about we start with the 48, Nani? And Nani has a lot of these gates, so she's a great person to explain them all to you. Yes. And what I mean about having the gates, it means that there's a colored line that could be a half a line or a full line coming off of that number. But really, it doesn't matter if you have them defined or not. Everyone feels this energy. I just feel it in a consistent way. So yes, I definitely have examples for each one of these, I'm sure. The first one is gate 48, and it's the gate of depth. And it's like, you want to get to the depth of information. But when it comes to fear, and like the low expression of it is inadequacy. So even though you probably know more information than anyone else on the subject, you're afraid that you don't know enough. Like you might not have enough training, enough experience or something like that. I don't know enough. And so it will hold you back. And this has definitely happened in say in the business world where I I've started several small businesses because I've had passions in different areas of my life. And you can get stuck with just thinking that you don't have enough information to move forward on something. And really, the, there's wisdom in the depth and in the information that you know, and you have experiences to share, but you think that you don't have them because of this fear, and then it holds you back. But if you just move forward, you'll realize that you probably know a lot more about that subject than the people that you wanted to share it with. <laughs> and I don't know if you have an example, Roz, about... Well, what I say, and I don't have the gate 48, which is the gate of depth, which will come as no surprise to people who know me. 
<laughs> but um, what I say to the people that I talk to about the fears of the spleen, particularly those people who have the 48 defined, is that just by virtue of you having the 48, you know enough. Don't ever let it hold you back from doing something because somewhere in the depths of who you are is what you need. You don't need another qualification. You don't need to do another course. You don't need to read another book. You know it. Don't ever let the fear of inadequacy, the fear of not knowing enough hold you back from doing something because you, you with the gate 48, you already know enough. And if you don't know something, you know exactly where to find it. Yeah, I can attest to that too. I have multiple degrees and multiple certifications <laughs> in different areas. I'm Reiki certified, AromaTouch certified, multiple business degrees, but I probably didn't need to get all of that. I enjoyed all of the stuff that I, that I did and all the information that I learned. But And I think that's really yeah. important, Nani, the fact that you enjoyed it and that it was something that lit you up to do it. So don't mistake that for feeling like you don't know enough. Yeah, but I probably didn't need to be Reiki certified. I probably could have just had someone do Reiki on me. <laughs> oh, Reiki's pretty <laughs> Yeah. I'm thinking you could use something like Cypress for Gate 48 because it helps you flow and just... Tell me what you can't use Cypress for. <laughs> yes. So what about the 57, Nani? You've got the 57 happening, yeah. the intuitive being you. So gate 57 is the gate of intuition. It is the most intuitive gate in the chart. And I think it's the intuition that makes us human. Is that right, Roz? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it's the intuition that makes us human. And so it's the ability to intuitively know what's happening, but you might get stuck in the fear of the future because you might know things and maybe you, well, I can tell you that I haven't always listened to my intuition and then I can look back at it and reverse engineer it and figure out where I knew the answer probably should have been different than what the answer was or what I actually did. But you might be afraid of the future or what could happen. And for this one, I just started trusting my intuition more and just listening to it and writing things down when it worked out for me or when it didn't and looked back like where I kind of knew what I really or what I intuited. And sometimes for this one, I use Clary Sage and I put it on my third eye, my pineal gland, just to kind of help open open up my intuition more. Roz, do you have oils that you use for intuition? So I love the anti-aging blend for that because it's a blend of frankincense and myrrh and rose and a lot of those very high vibrational precious oils. In Australia, it's called Sandibel and I think in the States, it's called Immortel. Immortel? Yes, Immortel, yep. Yeah, I really love that one for intuition. I just find that it puts me in a state where I can get in touch with my more intuitive side. I love to use it when I'm meditating. I was going to say one more thing about the intuition. So if you don't have this as a defined gate, you still have intuition. It just comes in varied ways. You may or may not recognize it all the time, or you may just feel it in different ways. For me, I hear things or just know things, and it's usually pretty consistent for me because it's defined for me. 
but everyone's intuitive. It just, you may have more senses than that if you have an open gate 57. Yeah. Well, I've got an open gate 57 and it's taken me a long time to recognize the fact that I actually am intuitive. I would always have said, oh, I'm so not intuitive. But now that I understand that I receive my intuition on many, many channels. I get it in lots and lots of ways because wherever you're open, and this can be energy centers, but it can also be in the gates and channels. Wherever you're open, you're experiencing the energy of that particular gate or channel or energy center in pretty much infinite numbers of ways. There's so many ways that you can experience your intuition. And so it can get a bit confusing because you're not actually sure what is intuition and what is just something you made up. But the more that you get in touch with the fact that the things that you are thinking could be intuitive hits are intuitive hits, the more success. But yeah, I am learning. I'm definitely learning to trust my intuition. I'm definitely learning to go with what feels right. And if I can just say for those of you with the defined gate 57, listen to your intuition. If you get a message not to get on that plane, don't get on the plane because your intuition is red hot. That's interesting that you just said that because there was actually a time where I canceled an entire trip based on intuition and then something happened in our family that I needed to be here for. And I didn't even know why I canceled it, but I just felt strongly and it was a big deal to cancel it. So yeah, I agree. Trust your intuition. Yeah. So the next gate is the gate 44. And this is the gate of the patterns of the past. Also the gate that is all about presentation and making things look beautiful before you present something to somebody. And the fear of the gate 44 is fear of the past. So if you are ever experiencing the fear that something that's happened in the past will happen again, if you do something in particular, push through it because it's a fear of the spleen. It's your spleen saying, don't do this because if you do this, you're going to get killed. And guess what? you're not going to get killed because that's not the way that it works in this day and age. It used to. These are very primal fears. These are fears that were incredibly important to us 10,000 years ago when we learnt from the past that if we went to this particular place where the bears lived, that we would probably get ripped apart by bears. Or if we went down to this particular watering hole, there was some quicksand around it or something like that. These are those fears of the past that were put in place to stop us from doing things. And these are this is how the spleen works to keep us safe. Yep. No longer relevant. Don't let it stop you from doing something. And it will try. It will try. If you have the gate 44 defined in your human design chart, you will know what we're talking about here. This fear of the past. Yep. The past. Yeah. Yeah. I have gate 44 defined because I have all of the gates except for 28 defined. So I'll keep telling my stories. <laughs> for this one, an example for me might be selling a house. And having a bad experience, having sold my first house, like complications with the sale, and then not wanting to buy another home because I was afraid that what happened in the past would happen again. But of course, 
I bought another house and it was a totally different experience and it was totally fine. So I pushed through that one, but it definitely held me back for a little while. And there's a high side of knowing the patterns of the past because you can help people maintain or break patterns by understanding those patterns and then bringing full access to resources and prosperity for yourself or other people. Yeah, yeah. That all of these gates have their beautiful high expressions, and that's what we want to. That's what we want to bring out for everybody is the high expression of the energies that you have defined in your chart, and even the energies that you don't, so that you understand what human beings are designed to be. So, what about an oil for the forty-four Nani? Any thoughts? I'm thinking either Siberian fur or any of the furs because they just help break patterns of the past. Yeah, any of the fur, oils with fur in them. And the 50 Nani, I know the 50 is one of yours. <laughs> yeah, so gate 50 is about like responsibility and nurturing. And this could be for a tribe. It doesn't mean that you have to have a family. But for me, this is about my family because the fear here is failing your responsibility. And so there are often times that I do things and actually maybe they can hurt my health because I am afraid that if I don't do them, I will fail my responsibility. And maybe that's a time when I should have hired a babysitter to help my kids because I needed a break or something like that. But I did not because I thought I needed to do it myself. I've also had this happen in jobs in the workplace where I've taken on things because I was afraid that I'd feel a responsibility of my team or my manager. But really, I don't want to get stuck in this fear because you also need to take care of yourself. Yeah, that's so true. And I don't have this gate defined, but I do have the 27. And the 27 is the opposite gate. And when you have the opposite gates of these fears, what can happen is you feel those fears as well. So I definitely feel a fear of failing my responsibilities. I definitely experience that even though I don't have the 50, but I do have the 27, which is what we call the electromagnetic of the gate 50. So I totally understand what you're talking about there. And basically, you know, sometimes we just have to ask ourselves, well, you know, are we going to fail our responsibilities? I'm not so sure that we are. I think in most cases because of the fact that we are so conscious of what is going on with our people, with our tribe, that we actually do a really good job of it. And we, we need to give ourselves a pat on the back rather than be concerned about the fact that we haven't met our responsibilities. Yes. And the oil that I think I would use, well, actually, I have two thoughts on oils for this gate, or if you're feeling like you're feeling responsibility. One is lemongrass, because I think sometimes you just need to shake off. That one kind of is like a clearing oil. So you just shake off what is not yours. And then another one for me would be vetiver because it's just, I found out that it's actually made from the roots of the plant that it comes from or the tree. And so it's just so grounding. And sometimes you just need to be grounded or nurturing yourself, I guess. Yeah. And isn't it interesting that those two oils 
are both grass oils and they're actually related. Vetiver and lemongrass are actually related. They, I don't think they could smell more different from one another. If they tried that um, lemongrass is that sort of tropical smell, lemony tropical smell, and then you've got the vetiver, which is almost a, a balsamic, earthy, almost a Mediterranean type smell, if you like. So they're completely different. And yet I think they're two really great oils for helping you to see your way through anything that's holding you back from moving forward because you might not be able to meet the responsibilities that you feel you have to. Yeah. This gate is sometimes called the guilt gate. So if you're feeling guilt, I guess just think about it. And I <laughs> I feel this one a lot as a mother because even though... I know I am taking my part of the responsibilities. Sometimes when my husband helps out, instead of thinking it's a shared thing that we do, I feel guilty that I'm not doing it. It's so yep. say that because I think this is more about the gate and less about being the mother. Uh, I think yeah. that anyone who has either the 50 or the 27 whether they be male or female feels this responsibility and we sort of you know there's this stereotypical thought around well you're the mother so you're the one that should be you know doing the cooking and the cleaning and all of that sort of thing and that's been around forever and it's really old i mean it's old news but if you've got the 50 or the 27, it's very difficult to shake that off. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult. And I think guys who have that energy feel the same way. Mm -hmm. so it's more that's interesting. Uh, that's my theory on it. It's yep. more about the gate and the energy that you have than it is a gender issue. So there you go. There you go. Political statement. I restate it. <laughs> I guess as a parent, <laughs> could be either parent or I mean. <laughs> no, I, I just really think that it. I really think it's interesting, and it's got nothing to do. I don't think with being a female or a mother figure. Interesting. Okay, so the next one is the gate thirty-two, and this one is all about failing in business. What have you got to say about this one, Nani? Because you have this and I'm really curious to see or to hear how you experience it. Yes. Well, before I learned about human design, I actually am very interested in business. I went to business school, got my MBA in business because, you know, I had to have that other certification. <laughs> um, so, and, but, I, but I've loved business since I was little. I even did a lot of business classes in high school and before I even picked a major in college. So I would get ideas and I would try to manifest them without waiting and then they would fail. And I always got learning experiences from them. But then now, as you have more and more of those, you get this fear of failing. And now that I know about human design and being a generator and waiting to respond, I'm learning to not worry about what has happened in the past, just using that as experience and that knowing that the things that I'm working on will come to fruition at the right time, um, which is what the high expression of this gate is, is knowing when the right time is and you're helping your tribe, you know, all this stuff ties back to 
before modern society. So it's like gaining resources for your tribe. And so I do believe that things are coming out at the right timing and I'm taking things that I did in the past that maybe didn't work that well and kind of like reassessing them and putting them out there in a new way. And just because the timing is different, now they're accepted. So that's my my example. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. So if you have the gate 32 defined and if you are stopping yourself or you are fearful of taking on a new business venture, doing something with your career, with whatever it is that you do for your livelihood, if you're feeling like you can't move forward or do something different, that is the fear of the gate 32 showing itself and you need to push through it because what it is, I'll say it again, it's your spleen saying, oh, don't do that because if you do, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You're not going to die. <laughs> the worst thing that can happen is that it might not work. But, hey, like Nani was just saying, that's how we learn. So we're not going to die. Push through it. And as Nani yeah. we're not all manifestors. Only 9% of us are manifestors. But this is the one place in human design where it is absolutely okay to push, to push through the fears of the spleen. So what about an oil for this one, Nani? Any thoughts? The one, yeah, the one that's coming to my mind is wild orange because it's the oil of abundance and you kind of just want to have that mindset instead of failing. It's like, okay, well, it could happen this time and I wish there was an oil of like not taking your life too seriously <laughs> because I think that if you're just afraid of failing and not just letting the failures teach you, it's just, yeah, it's just too hard. Yeah. Citrus Bliss could be a good one. Uh, the oil of creativity, which is the invigorating blend, because that's a nice sort of lighthearted one that gets you moving and flowing. Cypress too, another good one. Yeah. We always talk about Cypress, don't we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Boring old beautiful Cypress. It does the job. Okay, so I guess the 28 is the one that I'm qualified to speak about because <laughs> unlike Nani, who has that's, almost yeah. all. <laughs> that's the one I don't have. Yeah. She has almost all of the gates of the spleen. I only have two. So I have the 44, which is the fear of the past. And I also have the 28. And the 28 is, oh, the gorgeous old gate of struggle. But I always say it's not about struggling. It's about learning from your struggle so that you can teach other people. It's a teaching gate. But the fear of the gate 28 is the fear that life has no meaning, which is kind of, it's pretty big really, isn't it? And I have to say of all of the fears of the spleen, of all of the gates and their associated fears. This is the one that I struggled with the most, even though it's the you know one I have. And I think the reason that I struggled with it so much is because it is super, super prominent in my chart. And we'll talk about how, you know, in future episodes, we'll talk about exactly what I mean by saying it's a very prominent energy in my chart, but it's actually the energy that's in my conscious sun. And whatever's in your conscious sun is going to be the, the 
biggest energy for you. So I have the gate 28 up there. And when I think about it and I put it into context, that's just, that just rules my life so much that I don't even think about it. I can't even imagine it being any other way that, you know, this life, what is the meaning of this life? Why am I here? What do I have to achieve? It's, it's the, my reason for being. It's such a massive part of who I am. So I have a potential for experiencing the fear that life has no meaning, the fear that it won't... Um, it'll be too hard. That, that it'll all be too hard, that it has no purpose. I mean, why would I bother to do that? Because it's not going to be worth it. And that is something that I have certainly experienced in the past i have been lucky enough to do some amazing things in my past but i have to wonder how many things i've missed out on because i thought oh no i won't do that that's that's not really worth it why would i bother to do that because i might miss out on doing something else so now i really now that i have a much greater understanding of how it works of how this particular energy works for me I I push through it and I do things, even if they seem small, even if it feels like they won't bring me the satisfaction that I'm craving, you know, this massive energy that is such a big part of me that in actual fact, everything that I do, every little tiny step that I take has purpose and meaning and I need to live each moment for what it is and enjoy it and not let anything pass me by. Yeah. The high expression of this gate is about a deep understanding about the true value of life. And that's exactly what Roz is describing. Like life is valuable, even in the little things. And, and Nani, can I just say thank you so much for putting that into those words because because it's such a big energy for me, I really struggle. There you go. I really struggle to overlay it because it's who I am. It's like trying to explain my own personality and I find it very, very difficult because it's such a massive energy for me that I can't imagine not having it. I can't imagine seeing life through any other lens. So, yeah, thanks. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Listen to Nani. <laughs> she knows it better than I do. <laughs> See, in the past, I probably wouldn't have even said anything because I was afraid I didn't know enough because I, <laughs> I don't, don't have this gate. Defined. Oh, you are, are modelling this word so beautifully. <laughs> no, I think that's why. Even though I have all of them, there are. I mean, there's times that it's held me back in the past, but I don't feel like I'm a fear, fearful person. Yeah. I actually just take a lot of risks. Yeah. So an oil for the gate twenty eight, and you know what? I, I sometimes, based on what I just said, I think I might be a bit close to this situation. <laughs> But spikenard, which is a fairly new oil for doTERRA, I'm sure it's fairly readily available. It's the oil of gratitude, but it's also the oil that allows us to sort of accept what's going on and I guess cut through. I feel like it's a cutting through oil. Mm -hmm. I think 
the gate 28 and all of the gates of the spleen are all about intuition. But I think the gate 28 really needs, you need to go with what feels right for you on that one. And we'll talk, we'll talk more about this in future episodes about mm-hmm. using your intuition to choose an oil that mm-hmm. you feel is going to help you. But for me, I think spikenard's a great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last gate is the gate 18, and I will defer to my learned colleague who has the gate 18. <laughs> yes, gate 18 is the gate of corrected patterns or correction. And on the fear side, it's the gate of perfectionism, like you're never going to get it right. But on the high side of this one, you actually have the ability to correct patterns to make them better and experience the joy in life. This one for me kind of goes hands in hand with not knowing enough information and not having something be perfect. An example for me on this one is when I was in grade school, I would take a test and say I got like a 94 on that test. I would retake the test because I wanted a 98 or a 96. So it was maybe to a ridiculous level in some things, but I will be afraid that if, if it's not perfect that I... I shouldn't put it out there and then I'll get stuck and I'm not going to die if it's not perfect. And this is definitely something I want to teach my kids. I don't want them to be afraid of having everything be perfect because what is perfect anyway? Like really perfect, of course, to one person is totally different to another person. So this gate is one that kind of makes me laugh a little bit. (laughs) I mean, I can laugh at myself, I should say, because I have been ridiculous in this area <laughs> yeah but you know, that's, that's who you are and yeah. it's not until you understand what that energy is actually for it's not to trip you up it's not to make you keep doing things until you get perfect and what is perfection anyway it's actually this ability to see patterns it's this ability to look at a set of data and say i see that that is wrong let's change that to make that this and in the end that's what brings joy isn't it it's all about achieving the joy of life in the end so yeah it's a very yeah it's a beautiful energy to have if you're using it in its high expression yeah and i actually i'm i've been in the area of marketing for a lot of my life and this has really helped me because you look at a lot of patterns and different things and I'm sure in my home as well. I just haven't, I haven't had gratitude about it yet. So the spleen is there for the sake of growth and expansion. So we learn from it and that's what human design is all about. I just ask you like what fears are holding you back and what could you do to bust through them? And maybe just, maybe even if you haven't addressed exactly what the fear is maybe just try some of the oils that we recommended and see if they give you a boost (laughs) even if it's just making you happier or more excited about something and maybe that will give you the oomph to like bust through that moment yeah yeah and that's what it's all about if it's not going to kill you try it (laughs) 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 that is not medical advice (laughs) yes and i mean along with that if we're not saying not to listen to your fears. Like if you are in a dark alley, it's totally appropriate. Like there is the instinctual fear of being there and that's that's nothing to laugh at. But some of these other areas where we get stuck maybe can can be a little bit lighter than we make them seem. Precisely. So 
Okay, I think that's it. If you've got any other questions about the fears of the spleen, you can send us an email to oilsbydesignpodcast at gmail.com and we'll be happy to have a chat about it in a future episode. So thank you so much for listening. If you have any other questions or any topics in human design that you'd like us to address, let us know on that Gmail address, oilsbydesignpodcast at gmail.com. If you're wanting to know more about human design, you can check out our website. Nani's is buwithnani.com and mine is findyournaturalgroove.com. Those details are in the show notes. And if you don't already have an essential oils account with doTERRA and you are interested, we both have doTERRA businesses and either of us would love to help you out and get you started. And if you like what we're sharing, if you have a couple of minutes to pop up iTunes and give us a review and hopefully a five-star rating, we would be so grateful. And like Raz said, if you have questions, even if you have questions about what oils to use for something, let us know because we, we are generators and we like to respond to things and... We're happy. We want to bring the topics and the help and the oil, essential oil information that you need because that's what we're here to do. So thank you very much once again for listening. We will talk to you next time. Bye, Nani. Bye, Roz. And thank you for listening. 